Hello everyone, so we are back with another episode, and today we will be discussing, um, I don't know, just being Black, yeah, our experiences. So do you guys feel like there's a certain pressure that comes along with being Black? Yes. Mm, yeah, but I'd say... I say a lot of that pressure would come from, I don't know, black people around you. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I look at it. I, I look at it like this, right? Obviously, the people around you want to be successful, want you to be be successful because you know, if you're black, you got to represent, but. You know, on in certain situations, in certain cities, certain places. Oh, but you gotta, you gotta act like this. Don't act like this. Come on, like you're doing a lot right now, or you're not doing enough. You gotta think like this. What are you, what are you doing? You sound, you sound like yeah. Uh, you know this, that, and the third. And then there's like this, this like divide that's happening. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say recently, but at least, at least now, it's like I feel like it's coming to more attention to just, you know, oh, you're a lighter skin, you're a darker skin. You know what I'm saying? No. So it's like I said a lot of this, this, and this. <laughs> well, I mean, all I'm saying is that like you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really, you wouldn't think about it because like we're probably so used to it. But I feel like there's a lot of pressure that comes from being black, especially in like the black community. Were you talking about like how you have to act in terms of like your shade and like your age and everything like that? Or I mean the like a combination of those and a lot more. Yeah. I think that pressure can like come from both black and white people in my opinion well yeah kind of because some many times like white people expect you to act a certain way like you know this the stereotypical black person you know loud ghetto quote-unquote ghetto and i feel like um what's it called we try so hard to steer from that that when we do try hard to steer from that, many black people tend to question our blackness sometimes. If that makes sense. I see. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. In a way, where it's like, well, in my in my personal experience, I've never felt. Well, if I if I felt pressure, I I can't recall, but pressure from not being like the stereotypical black person is like something I don't really think about but on the same side of that it's like okay well I feel that pressure of oh if you're not if you're not acting black enough or like you know like you said the most stereotypical black person that one could think of it's like oh you're losing your blackness or you're becoming whitewashed or, you know, something like that. 
And I like, it's usually coming from the people closest to you, whether it be usually in good faith, but it's still pressure. I feel like before going to like our school now, because like it was like, our, that school was pretty diverse, like the middle school and everything. But at the same time, like there was like a lot of people in like the tag program that were white or like just not black in general. So like, I didn't really, like obviously there was black people there, but like, I don't know, I didn't really get to be in tune with like black culture back then because of all the people that I was around. And then when I went to our school now, it was like kind of like a culture shock because it's just like, okay, well now I can't act like that because what if they don't think that I'm black enough? I don't know. And then I just naturally just figured out how I wanted to act. Like, I don't have to act necessarily like, quote unquote, ghetto, or like fit the loud stereotype that people think Black people or Black women should be. I can just be myself and like be quiet if I want to, be loud if I want to, or just be whatever. I wouldn't say what people think that they should be. Well, at least... I mean, I can't speak for white people. But at least I don't think that's what they think. I think a lot of people who do have that mindset usually, like, assume. Not like you should be this, but more like, okay. Like, in my mind, like, there's a chance you could be this type of person. Or you no. probably are that person. I was talking about, like, the kids at our school. Like, not necessarily white people at, like, in that point in my life, but, like, just trying to fit in with the kids. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew how to fit in with the white kids, but I didn't know how to fit in with the black kids because like there wasn't like a lot of black kids at that school. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I like, it was like a predominantly black school now. So like, how do I learn everything that I'm supposed to know? Because I didn't know as many like black artists back then besides like the big names and like I wasn't into like rap back then like that so like I had to like learn a lot of stuff on the way and trust I didn't know anything about shoes nothing like that so it's just like where do I fit in if I can't talk about x y and z with anybody well I mean I wouldn't say I was completely understanding of like shoes music stuff like that but like i don't think people are as one-dimensional as that like yeah yeah there's like a you can you can have common ground with someone if you if you hold those things especially if you're if you're black you're gonna share like you're gonna be more in tune if the other person listens to rap and you listen to rap oh he got he got those shoes on oh i, I mess with those shoes but it's like there are a million other things people could talk about like, in my personal experience, like, because I've, I've had white friends. I've had many type of friends. It's like, it's not really, it's not like I can't get along with you just because you, you like, um, you like a certain thing. It's not the only thing that is a deciding factor. I, I never really had a, a problem going into a school a different school and like 
talking to different people. Do you think it's because like you just felt like um, just aware of like who you were and like, I don't know, just what that meant? Aware in, one, in what way? Aware like, okay, how- I'm black. I get it. Um, but that doesn't really, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm black and if someone tries to question that, well, I, I am black or like, I don't have to act a certain way because I already know enough about myself and like where I come from to not feel like threatened or attacked. I mean, in a sense, yeah. Cause it was like, like my skin color was never really a problem or it was never really like a, a talking point until I grew older. Mm. So it's like now, obviously we have, we have these conversations about, skin color and how it was in school and how we was treated and fitting fitting into like a new school setting, especially if you come from a school which was predominantly white or predominantly, well, usually predominantly white, right? Yeah. So it's like, it, yeah, I guess you could say it was like, it was something that was there, but to me, like it didn't matter as much That's completely valid, but I'm telling you that for me, it was like you were like aware and you were comfortable with all that, but I was like, like, I'd like to say insecure, I guess, not because, oh, I'm insecure about being black, not necessarily, but like I'm insecure about what I should do in place in this new situation, because it seemed like everybody knew what was going on. Everyone knew like like a lot of things and I just didn't feel like I was at the same place with them when it came to like knowing about black people stuff. So like in that moment I felt so whitewashed. I didn't like that. Caroline, what about you? Um I wanna say my experience is kind of similar to Winnie Joe's during like but mine was like a little bit earlier I'd say during like elementary school like the thought of like my blackness never really even like came to my mind like that um during middle school even though me went to the same middle school um like when you just grew like the tag group I could see that it was yeah the tag group was mainly white but like I feel like the people who I were friends with at that point they were like mainly black people or people of color and it was like it was like during that point I started to learn like a little more about like being black and like the stuff that are associated with being black in my opinion mm. kind of think back to like what was just like taught during that time because obviously I'm okay day I rolled around every year we always talked about that but what else did we talk about was okay Rosa Parks and all that but what else <laughs> um that reminds me of this one this one time where 
we it was it was like I think it was in elementary school. We were we were all sitting down and like you know watching the teacher read or something like that or present something like that, and we was talking about like we were talking about race, I believe, or like at least at least different skin colors. And my friend was like, "Oh, like I don't I don't hate him, even though he's darker than me." So why does that matter? So I feel like. In some situations, in some some classes, like people are taught differently, but that like that one situation, it just it just makes me feel like we talked about more things than I can remember. You're not you're not gonna hear that from a from a younger person. I don't think these days, or even in like different schools, I I feel like it just depends on where you are, what what curriculum you're taking you think that like I don't know I want to say I want to ask this question like do you think black history should only be taught during February or like sprinkled around the year because I feel like it would be more beneficial if if it was like taught just regularly like regular history I mean, yeah, because it is, it's regular history. People, people just talk about Black history more on, you know, February because that is Black History Month. It's usually like how people roll. And should it be like that? I don't believe so. But that's the main reason for it. I think, I think if it pertains to the situation and a lot of time it does, you should, it, it should be mentioned. There's no point of avoiding it. Okay. I want to move on to like the next question. And I'm going to ask Caroline this question. Do you feel like you've ever had to prove yourself? And it's a pretty open-ended question. I've had to. Was like, um, I feel like certain times, like, I get like the comment that I sound white a lot. I get that comment a lot, how I sound white. And it's just like, it makes me like think about like, am I like, am I trying to be white myself? And I've questioned like, is my well-spokenness like associated with being white and like, am I black enough, you know? Or should I like switch up how I talk so I could be like black in people's eyes? You think people call you like well spoken because of like how you sound educated and everything? Like you said? Like you just said, I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, because like I completely understand that because I don't, I don't know. There's like a way that people make it sound like they make it sound like it's a compliment, like, oh my God, you're so well spoken. Like, okay, why wouldn't I be? Like, you know? Yeah. Like, are you surprised that I'm well-spoken, that I can, like, carry a, a educated conversation? I don't know. To me, before, like, I never even thought much of it. I just thought I talk like a regular person, in my opinion. It wasn't until, like, 
well mainly when I started getting on like the internet and stuff and like speaking to other people people would just like assume I was white and it would just be like such a shock to me like how do I sound white and I was just text. Like, <laughs> think about that yeah Well, I mean, think about it. Like, there's everyone has their idea of what someone sounds like, especially especially over something that you can't communicate emotions or feelings or anything like that. So it's like when you have this idea grained into your mind, especially when you start growing up, that like this 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 type of speech, this type of vernacular, is is the proper way to speak or the proper way to type and you associate that with a race, people are gonna grow up thinking like, oh, she's, ta- he, she's talking proper, so she must be white or he's talking proper, so he must be white or he's talking, he's talking with a lot of slang, so he has to be black, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just feel like if you want to talk in a certain way, you should be able to talk in like whatever makes you feel comfortable. Because I know not like depending on who you're with and like who you are, you're not going to want to talk in like AAV all the time. Be like, I bet. What's up? I'm going to catch you later. Like you're not going to want to do that all the time, especially depending on like if you're talking to your boss, you're not going to do that. So I don't know. I just feel like it's not really sounding white to me at least it's more just being comfortable and like just code switching if you're doing that um that leads me to think like I think like a lot of times um people get lost like with the code switching like when you're around, like, Black people, you're supposed to talk this way. When you're around white people, you're supposed to talk this way. And you, like, you kind of lose, like, the sense of how you talk yourself, like, your your real self sometimes, in my opinion. I agree. Oh, my God, Caroline, you're so smart. But, yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's really easy to lose who you are because... Everyone expects you to be a certain way. Everyone expects you to talk a certain way, look a certain way, dress a certain way, act a certain way. And it's just like, when you try to go against what they're trying to make you do, they label you and they tell you you're wrong. You're supposed to do X, Y, and Z. And it's just hard. Okay, so let me ask you all this, right? What do y'all consider code switching? Like, would y'all consider it like in situations where like say say I was at work or say I was at like a social event would you would you consider code switching like code switching racially if you talk properly and then once you get home or to a different event which is less like less formal you start talking like your regular self I think it's important to, I mean, if you're at work, yeah, talk 
I don't know. That's kind of hard. Okay. I feel like it's important to always give like a little bit of yourself when you're talking. So like, even though you might not go like, go like AAV on them, like you at least like drop a little of yourself and your personality and make sure it's not like a completely different person. But I also understand like, if you need to give that customer service voice, hi, how are you today? Do you have a 20? That's a card, you know what I'm saying? Like I get if you have to do that, because if you don't do it like that, you're viewed as unprofessional. And you're more comfortable in an informal setting, I'm assuming, because it's with your friends and family. So you're going to talk how you regularly talk. I don't know. I just feel like depending on where you are, you have to talk a certain way. Or people expect you to. Okay, let me ask one more question. Would you consider pronouncing words? code switching because a lot of the times like a lot of like when you talking when you talking normally like if me and you were to talk normally like i would be talking like this right but if you weren't hearing me like i would have to talk like that would you, would you consider a code switching if it's just me and you no because sometimes i really can't be hearing you so i need you to talk like that pronunciating your words but if you're doing that, if you normally like roll your tongues and like say all of that instead of all of that, and you're like pronunciating and like enunciating all those words, to, like make yourself sound different, then that would be code switching in my opinion. Do you think it should be a thing? Like code switching? I mean, yeah, I don't see why not. But like to the extent that it is now. I mean, okay. Um, in certain in certain situations, you're gonna need it, because, like you said, in a professional setting, you're always gonna code switch, right? Yeah. So it's like people people are gonna talk a certain way if they deem it more proper or easier to understand. So yeah, that there has to be code switching. Even even if we get rid of the name code switching. You can't stop people from doing the action. And I mean, we can we can argue like all day if it's if you're only code switching because of what you feel like is proper to, to a white person, but you're still gonna do it. I do think I do think in certain situations though, like there's no reason to code switch. Like if, like it, I think it'd be a little bit silly if you were code switching to talk to a white person in an informal setting. If you did If you did. Why? Because I mean, that's, that's, then, then we can go on the idea that, okay, then what, like there's no other reason of you doing it besides the fact that this person is white. And you're just trying to sound proper, like Caroline was talking about, or sound white. I feel like if you don't code switch in that situation, then it like changes how they perceive you. And then that would limit like whatever opportunity you're going for, especially if you're in a formal setting.
No, but informal settings. Oh, informal. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. And plus, sometimes in some situations, if if the if your success is based upon if you can speak a certain way, which is not the way you usually speak, it's not going to be a good avenue for you. I like that. Marilyn, do you have any final thoughts? No. Okay. Well, that wraps up another episode. You know, tune into the next one and let us know what you think. Tell your friends.